The Bible Study Podcast, Episode 28, Part 2 on Moses, the Reluctant Servant of God. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Today in the show, we go back to the book of Exodus, and we're going to pick up the story in Exodus chapter 3, where Moses encounters a burning bush. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There an angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, Here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this Moses hid his face, because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land and into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you, and this will be the sign that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, What is his name? What shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, the name by which I am to be remembered from generation to generation. As I reread this story today, one of the things that first noticed in this story is that Moses is out here tending his flock, or tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, and he's going about his daily business. He's doing what he's been doing for 40 years now, and then something strange happens, and something strange doesn't happen right in front of him. It happens over there, and he needs to get up and go walk over and needs to show at least enough curiosity that he goes and investigates what's going on here. And it says when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him within the bush. And so there was this waiting to see how Moses would respond. And I wonder, you know, why was it 40 years? Why is this 80 years after the trouble that's described in Exodus 1? And there's certainly no explanation given. It's obviously God's timing. But I wonder, were there other people who didn't get up and go over, who were so busy with what they were doing that they just didn't take the time? There's this this need for us to get up and go over and look and check and see what's going on. And Moses doesn't encounter God until he does something first in this story. And then when he comes closer, God says to him and calls him by name and says, Moses, 
Moses, here I am. Don't come closer. This is a holy place. Take off your sandals. And then, you know, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Moses is afraid to look at God. Moses understands who God is from that point of view and who he is in relationship to God. And then God gets straight to work. I've seen what's going on in Egypt. I've seen the suffering of people. You know, you've seen it. You know what's going on there. I have, you know, I'm going to deliver this people out of Egypt and into a good and spacious land. Uh, By the way, the, the land is the land of the six other people. But if you remember earlier on in the Bible study podcast, when Abraham was given that land, he was told the time was not yet right for him to get that land, that the the sin of the people in it had not yet reached completion. And so this is the other thing that's been going on is as God has been raising up Israel, he's also been giving these people a chance to repent. Knowing they wouldn't, but still giving them a chance, hundreds of years in this case, for them to clean up their act. But they don't, and the time has come where God is done with them, and he's saying, and now I'm going to give you their land. And so he says, and then here's the punchline. So far, it's all good news. God's finally going to intervene. God's finally going to act. The suffering is going to end. By the way, Moses, you're the one who's going to do it. I'm sending you. I'm not coming in a cloud of fire. I'm sending you to go tell Pharaoh to bring my people out of Egypt. And Moses asks, I think, a question that had to be a very natural question. Moses has been spending 40 years tending sheep. And so he says, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And did you see God's answer to Moses' question? God says, you're the natural leader. No, he doesn't say that. God says, you're a wonderful speaker. He doesn't say that. God says, I... I saved you from the Nile River in a basket of reeds and you grew up in Pharaoh's house and you have a connection. He doesn't say that. God says, I will be with you. He never answers Moses' question. Moses says, who am I that I should go? And his answer is, it doesn't really matter who you are. This isn't about you. I will be with you. That's all you need to know. Are you up to the task? Well, you are, if I am with you. And then we're going to skip ahead to Exodus 4. Moses answered, What if they did not believe me or listen to me and say, The Lord did not appear to you? Then the Lord said to him, What is in your hand? A staff, he replied. The Lord said, Throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground, and it became a snake, and he ran from it. Then the Lord said to him, Reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake, and it turned back into a staff in his hand. This, said the Lord, is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. Then the Lord said, Put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses put his hand inside his cloak, and when he took it out, it was leprous, like snow. Now put it back in your cloak, he said. So Moses put his hand back in his cloak, and when he took it out, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. Then the Lord said, If they do not believe you or pay attention to the first miraculous sign, they may believe the second. But if they do not believe these two signs or listen to you, take some of the water from the Nile poured on the ground. The water you take from the river will become blood on the ground. 
Moses said to the Lord, O Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. The Lord said to him, Who gave man his mouth? Who makes him deaf or mute? Who gives him sight or makes him blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. But Moses said, O Lord, please send someone else to do it. Then the Lord's anger burned against Moses, and he said, What about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he can speak well. He is already on his way to meet you, and his heart will be glad when he sees you. You shall speak to him and put words in his mouth. I will help both of you speak and will teach you what to do. He will speak to the people for you, and it will be as if he were your mouth and as if you were God to him. But take the staff in your hand so you can perform miraculous signs with it. I just love this dialogue here between Moses and God because Moses is trying to come up with reasons why it shouldn't be him. And it finally gets obvious at the end, but he you know, starts with, well, what if they won't believe me? Well, God says, here's some signs, here's the staff, and it becomes a snake. And from this point on, this is no longer Moses' staff, but for the rest of Exodus, it's God's staff. And then he gives them the sign of the leprous, tells them about this this new magic trick with, with blood, tells them all these things. That doesn't really answer Moses' question, because Moses' question wasn't really, well, what if they don't believe me? So he tries the other one. Well, he says, I don't speak so good. And God says, who was it that gave man his mouth? Who was it who makes him mute? Who was it who gives him sight? Didn't I already tell you I would be with you? Why is it that you're still worried that you won't know the words to say? If I've sent you and I know how this speaking thing works, why don't you believe me that I can go with you and help you speak and we'll teach you what to say? And finally, Moses just comes out and says what really he's meant all along, which is, oh, Lord, please send someone else to do it. I haven't yet met a church that that is their motto officially, but I wonder how much of us that's our motto unofficially. Uh, you know, please, Lord, send someone else to do it. And Moses really ticks off God at this point because God says, God has a plan here, and this plan is Moses. And he says, okay, well, we'll bring Aaron along, but basically you're going. Stop your fussing, pack your bags, you're going. And I wonder how many times God is frustrated with his church that he calls and calls and calls and sends and sends and sends. And we basically still say, Lord, isn't there somebody else? With that, we'll bring this episode of the Bible Study Podcast to a close. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to send me an email at host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Do you want to better understand the Bible and give biblical answers to those who ask you about your faith? Hi, this is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Podcast Show. Listen to us weekly as we bring the truth often found in the ivory towers of seminary down to the steeple towers of the local church. 
Join me along with many of the nation's top theologians as we offer answers to life tough questions from an apologetic perspective. Subscribe to the show at lifeaudio.com.